Welcome to the Learning About Dogs podcast with Kay Lawrence and Frances McCormack and introducing her new collie puppy, Nika. This series is going to be focusing on all those questions that arise when you try and survive that first year with a new puppy. Hi, well here we are again following Nika's and Frances' exciting journey through the uh, jungles of early life. Oh. <laughs> I always think uh, a 16-week-old puppy is one of the most voracious learning machines that we could invent. You know, every second there's something new to learn and it's so exciting. You know, and as I say, learning itself has to be rewarding, otherwise why would we bother learning anything? Yep, it's another mm. process of learning something new. Oh, I'd like to learn that. Absolutely, we should never lose that desire to learn. So let's have a look at her her active learning now. What are you what are you actually teaching her and what skills is she focused on learning? At the moment we're doing a lot of work with cup on a stick. So one of the priorities for me for her learning was that I wanted her to learn the learning process itself, the formal sort of planned learning process with me was filled with rewards and filled with success for her. And I wanted to really nurture that appetite for learning. I knew that by using the cup on the stick, we could develop her a range of skills that would be useful for her, uh, approaching um, reward sources, proprioceptive skills, motor skills, all these different kinds of skills that would be a really useful foundation for the future. We've also been working on some (laughs) some life skills like swapping. So when she has an object that mightn't be terrific for her, we've learned that she could swap it for a piece of food. Tiernan has taken Mm. great advantage of this (laughs) in that he's been acquiring objects giving them to her and then snitching on her (laughs) by coming to us and barking so that we go to her and offer a swap and of course he gets the reward as well (laughs) so they're teaming up as criminal masterminds (laughs) yes Yes. i think when when merrick arrived she had an absolute gargantuan appetite for the um the bark that we put over the flower beds yeah even though it was fenced off she could get her head through and start eating this bark and I was like, wow, within about two hours of her arriving, we had to learn to go to the fridge to get a treat. Even if it was in the garden, hey, puppy, we're going to the fridge, let's go find some food, because this would be down in its stomach quicker than you could. Yes. I've never seen anything like it. So, yes, you need that safety swap. Again, crucial for safety. What she got now, yeah. you can hear a thing crunching. You think, oh, no, it's my phone. <gasps> yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'll swap it yeah. for this. This will be much better, rather than just trying to take it off her and they swallow it to stop them losing it. So what do you think she's learning with all this stuff that she wants to get in her mouth? (sighs) Well, she's learning the the diff. She's exploring them, right? She's she's learning about different textures. She's learning about what things in her environment are, I suppose, Mm -hmm. relevant and useful to her. She's learning where the sources of rewards are around her, and how to acquire. Well, often, yeah. I mean, I've had this process of. Well, if you teach the dog to swap for food, surely you're rewarding the process of putting things in their mouth. Mm. I mean, this goes those go back a little bit. This is often a phase for a lot of dogs, with the exception of retrievers. You know, we'll talk about retrievers in a minute. So, you know, for most dogs and puppies, picking things up, the category will always be primarily things that you have touched, things right. that actually you need 
car keys, mm-hmm. the remote control mm-hmm. for the TV, um, mm-hmm. glasses, Certain items glasses, from cases. the laundry basket. Yes. <laughs> yes. Anything that's heavy with your scent. Yeah. So if we look at, you know, if you made a list of all the things that she's got hold of, I will put money on it. There's a lot of human scent on it. That's your scent. Yeah. So tools that you use in the garden, they'll run around with those tools from the house. Um, you know, so it's not odd that, you know, shoes, the inside of shoes and obviously laundry baskets as well. So they don't go and pick up something that's not been touched in six months. You know, it's, yeah. it's these things that have got high human scent on. So then we can start to think, OK, are they maybe this is making it a stretch too far. Are they learning from us what to carry? What is the value? because it's got our scent on it. Right. Is there a taste process of this that they're learning things with our scent on are future important and value? I don't know. Yes. I don't know. So, um, but the actual, um, not, um, words gone from it. The actual, it's not a coincidence that the things they pick up and destroy mostly have high human scent on it so there's a connection somewhere between their desire to i find out what this thing is what it's taste of do we eat it do we carry it do we bury it do we do things with it or is it nothing you know there's there's too much coincidence for it not to be of a purpose behind it i don't know um yeah one of the things that she's she's taken to this week in particular been books and uh-huh. my yarn for my crochet. So she's yes, really taken yes. to those, but not just taking them and exploring them, but also sleeping on them as well. Wow, yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. So there's some connection there that will probably be answered in 20, 30 years time, I don't know, but mm-hmm. it's our scent on things that tends to cause the attraction for them to need to learn what it is. Right. Yes, that seems to be the stimulus that, that gets in their mouth. So things that are a high value to you, you don't leave on a coffee table. Yeah. <laughs> and I expect, you know, she's probably got access to a book at any time. They're all on the bottom shelves, but they're not yeah. the books that you're handling at the moment. They're not what I call scent hot. Mm. So the books that you're reading at the moment will have a hotter scent on them than the books that you read four years ago. Yes. Yeah. So those will tend to be the things that attract them. So paying off. So the retriever thing, often we'll see the retriever breeds they don't feel like they're a complete dog unless there's something in their mouth and the something in their mouth needs to fill their mouth 90%. So when they're in a state of excitement, they'll often go and pick things up to greet people. And it's not a gift thing. It's just like a, a state of arousal, carrying large objects when you're in a state of arousal. It's not a calming thing. It's just like a, now I'm a complete dog. This makes me happy. This is my happy place. Okay. And if they don't get a mouthful, they'll often take hold of people's arms. Right. Yeah. So I've had one Gordon that was a collector of things when people came and we used to have um, a basket full of, I call them tadpoles, um, old socks filled with a sock with a knot tying them off so they look like a tadpole, Mm -hmm. giant ones. Mm -hmm. And I would say, grab one of those instead. Oh, that's fine. Because he would like to get hold of people's arms. And he was a bugger for getting hold of the toggle on the bottom of your jacket, the elastic toggle. Yeah. <laughs> people would go with him because they could see <laughs> as the toggle's getting pulled further and further away when he lets go that gonna hurt oh. yeah so he'd actually walk with people right about the garden holding on to one of these <laughs> yeah uh, so so you know often the retriever breeds they do need something to be carrying 
that's not the same as something to pick up and chew and destroy. Yes. So, you know, give them things to carry are fine and just make sure they've got their, you know, range of things they can lift up to carry. Mm. Um, good chunky mouthful for them. That's not the same as her wanting to try and taste everything and see how you can break it apart and see what it's made of, of things that you're holding. Absolutely all of those swap over. Okay. Um, yeah. There's a possibility that if in the future you're just just terribly busy doing a piece of work or something else is going on and she goes oh if i just get hold of that and bite down on it these people that are not paying any attention to me will stop what they're doing and leap up straight away yeah that's possible but it's safer that you teach her to swap teach her to swap absolutely yeah and retrieve a breed buy them big things like teddy bears and giant goose-shaped things that they can swan around with in the parade and be the big retriever they are yeah not the good and for the, stuff you know for the retrievers is it is it better is it is it preferable for them that that item would have their a strong scent on it or does it matter I don't a strong scent from us no mm. i don't think that's matter i think it's a you know these things are not related in a way one is an innate mm. behavior from the retrievers that when they've got a mouthful they're happiest during their parade yeah. when people are coming they need to parade with something and for her she's learning how to find things that have got your scent on it which is admirable in itself and i would channel that a little bit into scent games in the garden Wonderful. you know so have a look at a toy that's possibly new not too big you know our mouse-sized toys um not likely to be swallowed and put it in your underwear for a day or two or for the morning <laughs> Right. <laughs> Tuck it in somewhere that's got to get. So it's otherwise it's going to get your scent on it a lot, <laughs> and then let her go and find it. So she's using hunting, searching skills to find things with your scent on. Okay. So in two years' time, when you've dropped your car keys out on a walk, boo, Nika, where are my keys? Go find. <laughs> yeah, they will. There we go. At all, but yeah so so you know divert it a little bit that yes you can use your nose to find these things no problem at all yeah excellent yeah wonderful um, so on her swap is definitely a life skill that you can't really um uh not be paying attention to yeah uh, anything else that she's learning um she's learning there we have a, a sound that we're pairing with her food so she's learning that that sound means that some food is coming and which is is very useful um she's all yes. yeah and she is also You're just teaching her one marker or many oh no several so okay. she's she's learned she's learned that there are um she's learned what sprinkles means that we're going to have some just food thrown about the floor usually <laughs> spread it around the whole house and she and t will go charging around looking for for bits of food she's learned um to come to various reward stations with me uh with different different words there and yeah so she, basically she's learning about lots of things that predict rewards yes yes and she's she's building her learning skills but mostly with a cup on a stick but what are you putting in in the learning skills so what's her education program at the moment, we're doing uh, quite a bit of work with figure of eight on the couple on a stick. She, so she's progressed from learning to follow the cup 
well, initially that the cup delivers rewards and then following the cup. And mm-hmm. now she's, we're walking different patterns. So we've had puppy courses in the back garden where she's been following the cup around and over a variety of different objects. And we're, we're doing some work um, with uh, a figure of eight around cones in the living room or in the in the kitchen rather so mm-hmm. that she's she's learning to balance against uh, different forces as she turns and in fact she's been bringing those skills that we've been learning into her everyday life just by herself you know she's been far more comfortable at walking over objects I mean, she always was but she's doing it with more fluency now last yes, night with yes. Tiernan she was playing a game with him and they were running in and out of the living room and she was going around the legs of the tables and back out again <laughs> rather than coming yeah, in yeah. and turning and then going out she was coming in and using this curve that she's been it's learning amazing. yes it's amazing yeah. to see how they get that virtually the first time they learn it they go okay I can do that with my body now Ooh, yes, mm. yes. Yeah. yeah I mean one thing I love about this following a piece of food and a cup on a stick it doesn't look like much but it's everything. So you're, you're extending her ability to focus on something during movement. Yes. So she's following the cup on a stick, and I, I'm sure your your reward is asking for a little bit more all the time, maybe yes. not just a few steps. Now she's going around once, and now she's going around twice, now three times, and it's delivered maybe here or it's delivered over there. So she's learning, mm-hmm. A, it's reliable, it'll pay off. The difference between taking a piece of food and being given a piece of food that's a significant yeah. piece of learning so she's learning to follow her scent target so as this mm-hmm. cup moves through space it's leaving a um, scent trail yeah so she's learning basic tracking scent work which is absolutely normal for a dog to follow the scent of a prey um, and um, learning to move while she does the job and I think yes. that is part of her future. So in other words, when they're going out and about with us, you know, on a lead or connected walking, being able to move and follow and focus at the same time, it's a collection of skills that they can never practice enough. So, mm-hmm. you know, a dog walking down the street, they need to be able to take in all the environment, the same as your proprioception work, go around here, under here, over there, and look at that and check whether that's safe and see that and know where you are at the same time so it's this sort of multiple senses going on at the same time and not one excluding the other so when she's following the cup on the stick she doesn't walk into furniture yes when she's following the cup on the stick um it's the same as being able to keep an eye on you but not trip over something or stare at that car going past and not cut you out of the equation at the same time so I should start, you know, using this simple pattern behavior and maybe having other things going on around her that are would normally interest her, but don't cause her to leave the following the cup on a stick. Right. So she could be doing your little figure of eight in the kitchen, but she hears something going on somewhere else in the house. Mm-hmm. Normally she'd go, oh, I want to go and see that. What's that? What am I missing yeah. out on? But she's learning to go, mm, yeah, no, this is more important. This is more fun. So you're fading in potential disruptors while she's doing this. Wonderful. Yeah, yeah. that's a life skill. You know, learning to stay on this job 
I'm aware that stuff's going on, but I'm going to stay on this job because that is not more important than this at yeah. this moment in time. Mm. And these are all the skills we want for them for all their learning. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's wonderful to see that cup, her understanding of the cup on a stick develop. So both in terms of this, this is the thing that I need to focus on because this is, is where the rewards are coming from. But also, I suppose I made two mistakes that were, were crucial bits of learning for me. One was that I was being static while leading her around. Um, and I hadn't given enough thought to the fact that I'm in her eyeline and I'm supporting her with my movement. So as you said, learning all of that being out and about moving, being aware of where we are, it all comes yes, together. Yes. But the other other mistake that I made was um, being very predictable with where I was placing the food. Mm-hmm. And she started to learn that pattern very quickly. And I almost put her learning on the cup in jeopardy because she was now focusing on the floor where she thought the food was going to appear. So it's been yes, good yes. learning for me as well about about engineering learning and about thinking of what I want and how to develop it. But I suppose it's interesting yes. that you say the difference between taking food versus being given food, because that's yes. one thing that I've seen with Tiernan as an adult, where if we have a formal learning session, I can have the food reserve open in front of him and he just wants to be served. He wants to be given this food. You know, it's much it's much prefer- preferable to him to be offered it rather yes, than yes, to take yes. it himself. And I can see that learning coming with her as well in that she's not rushing, she's slowing down. At first, you know, it was it was very much Grab there's food right. in that cup and I want yeah. it. Whereas yeah, now yeah. there's that understanding of this cup is going to deliver food and I'm going to watch it carefully. Ah, there we go. And some, some dogs may need to get over the, I must have food, I must, you know, the first five or six pieces, you may need to let them just have at it and get it as quick as possible mm. so that they can just relax a little bit that, don't worry, when you do it, the food will be given to you and yeah. then they can learn that value that you delivering food to them is added bonus to the piece of food. It's not just a question of, oh, I want table service, offer me food. Yeah, it's you are saying this is right, and that's why I'm giving you food. So it's part of the process of being right, having done it correctly. I've got it right. She likes me doing it this way. Excellent. There's the piece of food that confirms it. And this is another aspect of the cup on the stick. It's, it's, it's clean speaking. It doesn't, it's not like hands that are sometimes giving food and sometimes not hands mm. that are moving this way but they're not meaning that they're saying something else and you know the whole language that comes off hands for a puppy is very very confusing because the cup is not going to give her affection or have a tug of war mm-hmm. or you know take things from her the cup is just going to do one job which is ask her to follow it and then it is going to turn up and deliver food oh, yes simple, simple. Yeah. and that's a good element of learning where learning is not complex in one of the most important things it's easy for them to understand the rules if you like the rules of learning yeah and in fact what i liked about it initially was that i was able to use it without any conditions here's the cup here's some food the cup is going to give you food and so she learned this i could see it this trust in the cup 
as as a kind of a faithful friend who was always going to deliver for her. Yes. And yes. I think that that's just such an important foundation for her learning. Yes, yes, yes. And as you said, you know, your body language complementing what that cut's doing, because the cut won't always be there for life. There'll be things that you do mm. together. And as you go around the figure of eight pattern, your shoulders are showing her, now we're going this way, and now we're going this way. And the figure of eight can change in the sense it can be going around the cones coming towards you or going around the cones turning away from you, you know, and mm-hmm. how you use your body when you do that will be different. So she's learning all of the subtleties of being out together without having to worry about walking on a lead, without having to yes. worry about where we're going or being out in the street. She's learning so many of those cues. In a way, it's passive learning, so she's learning those without being actively aware of them because she's following the cup, but they're happening at the same time. So she's building up her whole repertoire of being able to walk out with you on a lead. Yeah, yes. keep this learning, keep this learning. Yeah. yeah. So and her appetite where are you going to be able to take your cup on a stick? You know, just not the kitchen, you're moving it to other places? Oh, we've been moving it around the house. We've gone into the garden. Uh, eventually I'll be able to bring, you know, just a, a kind of a hand cup out and about with us. Um, there's a couple of nice empty business parks and places like that that we can go to yes, and we yes, can eventually yes. you know um use that there so it's a potential well, be prepared really to think. take your cones as well the objects will have yeah. a strong association right so you know first new places have you got your cones let's walk our pattern oh okay. yeah oh, i know that oh i know that so i should make it as trying to replicate the kitchen learning in a new place will be right. important because you're asking her to focus on you, follow your body language, and, mm-hmm. oh, I've got the cones. I know what to do with the cones. Yeah, well, yeah, I've got that. Yeah, okay. so she's going to be that weird lady who went down the car park with the cones. What's she doing with that dog? <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> They'll probably think I'm casting some kind of spells. <laughs> I, I think these things we use as targets, the objects have such strong associations that we should use them as much as possible. You know, so your platforms... Yeah you know, uh, places that you, not just locations, but the objects you use can transfer to the locations and support the learning very strongly, not just us. Yes. And often we need them as well. You with me, it's a help. So if you go to a new place, new car park, half of your attention is going to be on, are we safe here? What are those people over there doing? Mm. You know, you, you, you can't not be fully focused unless you've got somebody standing watch over you. But having those cones and just going through that repetitive exercise with her almost relaxes you into here is a place where learning happens as well and this is how we do it this is familiar you're used to this this gives you comfort information clear security oh, love it wonderful for both of you yeah. for both of you yeah it's a good guide lovely okay so we'll keep looking at her active learning but yes, you figure yes. a cup on a stick on the road. It's going out and about soon. Is she, is she able to travel out on the ground yet or not? Oh, she is, yes. Vaccination-wise, yeah. Fully vaccinated, yeah. 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 So you're, you're, when you go run your errands now, you're looking for suitable places. <laughs> <laughs> I've been, I've been making a list. <laughs> <laughs> and you find the right time of day that that car park's empty. Ooh, yes, yes. Well, then yes. Back again. I love yeah. car parks. Oh, they're great. We've got one nearby that I've d- discovered is busy during the week, but it's because it's shared with a GP surgery. 
So at the weekends, it's empty. It's wonderful. Yes. I mean, car parks would be extremely unusual and bad luck if you've got a loose dog running in the car park. Yes. Something's wrong. So it's not like you're going to the park where you're going to be interfered mm. with by other people's loose dogs. Unlikely to have children playing football. Yeah, you yeah. may have the odd skateboarder or scooter thingy or somebody practicing car driving, you know, um, but that would be rare. I like industrial parks because those are often empty yes. weekends and they often have streets and curbs that you can walk along with no, it's not a place where dog walkers seek, but I've done yes. some really good street walking in Sunday afternoons in a, you know, industrial park, totally empty, totally like a ghost town. Um, and they're usually good surfaces. And you've got straight lines to follow. You've got your car as your place of security, you know, landing on this weird planet. You can always pop the dogs back in and out the car. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's not too much in the way of wildlife. In other words, wildlife doesn't tend to habitate the middle of car parks because there's no prey there. There's nothing to eat, nothing to do. So you're not yeah. faced with the dog going into hunt mode, screeching yeah. around all over the car park. Yeah, so. So bring it well, on. if I see a load of people in my in my local car park with cones, mm. <laughs> no, they've been listening to this podcast. <laughs> well, you, you might want to get cones, but you'd have your I call your outer ring of cones that you put mm -hmm. a piece of tape round, you know, like the hazard yeah. warning tape, and then you have your inner cones for training. Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> better better go get some more cones. <laughs> Cool. Okay, that's lovely. So happy car parks then. <laughs> happy learning. The same to you. On the road. Yes. <laughs> lovely. Well, we'll catch you next time then. Good Thanks, luck. Kate. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for listening. We shall be following Nika's first year through the podcasts. If you would like to learn more, please have a wander around our website, learningaboutdogs.com. We have many, many articles and lots of courses uh, that you can explore. We also have Facebook pages, which is Kay Lawrence and Learning About Dogs. So if you have any questions on first year topics um, or anything else you'd like us to focus on, please use the Facebook pages and ask. See you next time.